Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today on the program, Rabbi Schneider explains what it means to be in an intimate relationship with the Lord. The Bible uses plenty of wedding imagery in both Testaments, and those who know God personally and intimately are called to be the Bride of Christ. So today, Rabbi Schneider is going to prepare us for the duties and the privilege of marriage and a new heavenly lifestyle. This message is part of our series, Mysteries of the Gospel of John. And if you've missed a message in this series, you can catch up just by visiting discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, let's get started with today's message. Last time I was in chapter number three, verse 29, and what we have there is a unique statement from John who said that he was the friend of the bridegroom. Let's look at John chapter three, verse number 29. John says this, he who has the bride is the bridegroom but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. So this joy of mine has been made full or made complete. John saw himself as the friend of the bridegroom. And what to me is really unique, beloved one, about this verse is this terminology that John the Baptist used concerning Jesus calling Yeshua the bridegroom. What a unique paradigm. What a unique way to look at Yeshua. You know, many of us, when we were introduced to Jesus, we were introduced to him as the Savior. If we were Jewish, we were introduced to him as the Messiah. Many people were introduced to Jesus as God. But many of us have never really contemplated the fact that Yeshua, in addition to being the Messiah of the Jewish people and the Savior of the world, is identified in scripture as the bridegroom. I want us just to pause on this mystery and meditate on it a while. It's a hard thing to get our heads wrapped around. You see, scripture over and over again speaks of our relationship with God through Yeshua as somewhat being compared to the relationship between a man and his wife. For example, In the book of Ephesians, Paul is speaking about a marriage relationship. And Paul says that a man and woman, he's speaking about an earthly man and woman, now a physical man and a physical woman. He says, when they get married, he said, the two shall become one. And then Paul goes on to say, I'm speaking to you though about something more. I'm speaking to you about the mystery of the union that God has with his people through Messiah Jesus. The people of God are also referred to in scripture as the bride of Christ. Now this is hard to get our mind wrapped around the fact that we're the bride of Christ or the bride of Messiah because we think of a bride as being feminine. I wanna be very clear and I wanna stay plainly that we're not talking about gender identity when we speak about the church being the bride of Christ. This is not about being a woman. This is about our relationship of receiving. You see, 
the role of the male is the male is the initiator. The male sperm is the one that impregnates. The male's sperm is the one that causes life to give forth. That's why God is referred to as Father. Everything originates from Him. He's the source. And so when we speak about the church being the bride of Messiah, when we speak about Jesus being the bridegroom, as John called them in John 3, 29, and us being the bride, it has nothing to do, once again, with gender identity in terms of femaleness in that respect. It just has to do with the relationship that Yeshua is the source of our life, and we as his people are the one that are receiving that life. You could compare it even to Yeshua's relationship with the Father. Yeshua said it was the Father in him that was doing the works. Yeshua said that the Father had given him life. So Yeshua's relationship to the Father was as one that was receiving, and our relationship to Yeshua is as those that receive. And so he is the bridegroom. He's the one giving the life, and we as his people are those that are receiving it, and we become one with him in union, in a relationship that is so intimate that the closest natural relationship that it can be compared to is a marriage relationship when a husband and wife in a great marriage know each other better than anybody else knows them on earth, and they love each other and care for each other. I want to talk a little bit further now about this concept of Yeshua the bridegroom as the giver, and you and I, beloved one, as the bride or the receivers. I think a lot of believers are not bearing much fruit because they haven't understood the importance of depending on God for everything. Self-confidence has not yet been broken in many of our lives. Self-dependency has not yet been broken enough so that we can live by the life of God. You see, Yeshua said that he did nothing by his own initiative. He stated flat out, I do nothing by my own initiative. He said he only did what he saw the Father doing. So if Yeshua was doing nothing by his own initiative, if it was all simply the momentum of the Spirit of the Father that was moving him and empowering him and leading him, how much more so should you and I be depending on Yeshua to be powerful and fruitful in this world? This is why Jesus said, he that abides in me bears much fruit. But we can't abide in him and we can't receive his life unless we're dependent on him. The point is Yeshua is the bridegroom, we're the bride. It speaks of a relationship where the bridegroom is the giver, the bride is the receiver, but many of us are not living in a life of receiving fully because we're not depending on him fully. We're still in our own natural fleshly power. We haven't been broken enough. We're too self-confident. This is the lesson that the Lord had to teach Paul in the book of Corinthians. Remember, Paul had the thorn in the flesh. It was weakening him. It was tormenting him. It was causing him to cry out to the Father, take it away. And finally, the Father responded to Paul's prayer and said, no, Paul, I'm not going to take this thorn in your flesh away, this thing that's making you weak, this thing that is causing you to cry out to me. God said to him and said, Paul, rather than taking it away, what's going to happen is as you cry out to me, my power will be perfected in your weakness. 
Paul went on to say, when I learned that lesson from the Father, that this was actually his way of empowering me, that through depending on Father, through this weakness, I was going to be made strong, Paul's conclusion to it was, therefore, Paul said, I'm going to glory and boast in my weakness rather than in my strength. You see, he had learned the mystery of the importance of living in dependency. Sometimes, if we don't humble ourselves to become dependent on God rather than self-willed, what the father will sometimes do in the life of his child because he disciplines every one of us that he receives is he'll bring something into our life that will break us in order to make us dependent on him so we can live by his life rather than our own. This is what Paul alluded to in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul said there, I would have you know, brethren, that I am burdened excessively beyond strength so that I despair, Paul said, even of life. But this happened to me, he continues, so that I would learn to trust in God that raises the dead. Let's think about that. Second Corinthians, first chapter, Paul is saying to the church, he said, I want you to know this. It's interesting, Paul said, I would have you know. He wanted us to understand what he was going through for a reason. He said, I am burdened excessively. There is such weight on my life. I am suffering such grief. I'm in such a painful place. He said, I am burdened excessively beyond strength that I despair, he continued, even of life. In other words, he didn't want to wake up tomorrow. He didn't want to get out of bed. It was so much weight that he was carrying. But there was a reason for it, and he understood the reason. He said, but this has happened to me, this, this thing in my life that's so heavy, that's causing me such grief. He said, this happened to me for a purpose. He said, the reason it's happening to me is that I would learn to trust in God that raises the dead. In other words, God had to bring such a weight of burden on Paul's life that Paul was out of natural strength to deal with the issues. And there was only one place left for Paul to go. And that was to turn his heart over to God, to stop depending on himself, to stop living in self-will, and to instead depend on Hashem, on God himself, because we can only live in the power of the Spirit when we're dependent on the Spirit, when we're depending, beloved, on the bridegroom for life. You see, the Father is the source of all life, but He ministers His life to us through His Son, through the bridegroom, Yeshua. And so, in order once again to live in the power of the Spirit, we have to be dependent. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me. Or you can text the keyword Rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? 
Well, it's true, and we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835, or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider. A lot of times people hear the phrase that if you receive Jesus, you'll be saved. But receiving is not something we do one time and it's over. Receiving is a lifestyle. We realize, listen, that every breath we take is a gift to us. Let me ask you a question right now. Who is causing your heart to beat? Are you causing your heart to beat? No. You can take no responsibility for your life. Your life is a gift to you from Hashem. You are entirely dependent on Hashem, on God. You can't keep yourself alive. You can't keep yourself alive when you're sleeping in your bed tonight. It's Father God through Yeshua that's keeping your heart beating. God wants us to understand that we're dependent on Him for our every breath. And when we begin to get to that level of humility and dependency, Yeshua, Jesus, is going to do remarkable works through our life, and you and I will be brought in to great peace. You see, some people, they carry the world on their shoulders. They think that every problem they hear about, you know, that they're supposed to solve. But we have to understand all of life is in God's hands. He rules the world, not you and not I. So let's come out of self-dependency and let's come out of pride. We're going to continue on here. Let's go to the next verse. He must increase, John says, but I must decrease. This is another interesting phenomenon that relates to what I was just sharing. With all of Scripture, there are deeper and deeper meanings. And the deeper meaning, the prophetic meaning for you and I today is that as we move forward in our life in the Lord, He must increase in our life. It must become more of Him, Yeshua, the hope of glory, living through us and less of our own self-will, less of our own personality that just is coming from the flesh, less of us and more of Him. And a lot of the transformation that takes place in one's life where Yeshua becomes bigger and the energy of the soul becomes lesser has to do with us becoming aware, beloved ones, of our own energy. Let me explain what I mean. I myself am a very energetic person. I mean, I'm just wired that way. A lot of Jewish people are wired that way. You know, we're really intense people. We're high wired that way. As I became a believer, because I knew that God was real and because I knew that he was with me, I made the mistake of thinking that every thought I had and every feeling I had was the result of what God was doing in me. But as I matured, I began to realize that every thought I had and every feeling I had was not necessarily the Spirit of the Lord. A lot of it was coming from my flesh. It was natural rather than supernatural. I recognized that I couldn't live by my impulses. I needed to decrease. I needed to tame my energy. I needed to pull myself back. I needed to refrain from speaking out when it wasn't the Holy Spirit's leading for me to speak out. I needed to decrease and just learn how to abide in the Spirit so that He could increase. 
And so I want to encourage you just to spend time with the Lord, just to spend time sitting before Him. Don't do anything. Just wait. Just sit. Be still and know that He's God. But when you spend time just being a human being, just sitting before the Lord without running to do something, and oftentimes without realizing it, the reason we're running here and running there is to escape our own inner anxiety. We're running from ourselves. Beloved, we're running from the same thing that Adam and Eve were running from in the garden. We're running from ourselves. Why were Adam and Eve running? Because when they got separated from God due to sin, suddenly they felt insecure. They felt afraid. They felt anxious inside. And they tried to escape that anxiety they were feeling by running. The only problem is wherever they ran, there they were. They couldn't escape it. They could try to cover it up just like they did, but they couldn't escape it. Only when they finally turned back to God and He covered them could healing begin to take place. And the same is true with you and I. We need to pull back from running in our flesh energy, the energy of the soul, the energy of the flesh, the energy that's human, rather than the energy of the Holy Spirit. We need to instead sit before the Lord every day. Make it a discipline. Just sit before Him in silence every day. Maybe mix it with some beautiful soft worship music. And as you do that, you know what's gonna happen? The Father, through the Son, by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh, He's gonna ground you in His stillness. And everything comes out of first peace. The power of God moves through peace. Peace brings authority. And as you learn how to still yourself before the Lord, you're gonna learn the difference between your own fleshly energy and the energy of the Ruach HaKodesh. You're gonna learn how to abide in the power of the Spirit. You're gonna be trained how to abide in Jesus. You will decrease in the natural, but Yeshua in you will be able to arise and more of His Spirit and presence will become manifest through your life. Because the mystery of the Gospel, the Scripture says, is Christ, the Anointed One, Messiah, in you, the hope of glory. So Father God, we pray right now that you would open our heart. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you. Father, I pray for your grace upon those that are hearing and listening and receiving right now, that you would give them insight into the words that I'm speaking. And that Father, you would give them the supernatural focus to put into practice the application that I've shared with them today to cause a discipline to come forth from their life while they'll practice sitting before you in silence and in stillness every day. Father, we love you. Father, your love is better than life. Jesus, we desire your presence in our life so that you will rise up within us and will hunger and thirst no more according to your beautiful and precious word. You're listening to the Bible teaching ministry of Rabbi Schneider. And if you'd like to learn more about this program or Rabbi Schneider, be sure to visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And if you missed any of these messages in our series on mysteries in the Gospel of John, you'll find the complete series on our website or by subscribing to our daily podcast. <laughs> 
We also have a vibrant YouTube channel where you can not only hear Rabbi, but also see him as he delivers these daily life-transforming truths. To learn about the variety of ways you can catch this program, just go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And well, you know, it's so important to spend time with the Lord daily. And as Rabbi said earlier, it's a great habit to practice. Another great habit is praying for your fellow co-listeners and those who share the love of Messiah with the world. And if these messages are stirring something in your heart, will you embrace God's call and partner with us this year? Here's Rabbi to tell us more. Many are familiar with the story of the widow that the Lord appointed to feed Elijah during a time of famine. When Elijah approached the widow, he said, give me something to eat. And she said, well, all I have is a little bit of bread and a little bit of oil, and it's enough just for my son and I to eat it, then we'll have nothing and die. Elijah said, just do as I say and go prepare it for me. She obeyed. And not only did Elijah have a meal, but it sustained the widow and her son until it was no longer necessary to do so. The point I'm making is something supernatural happened when she entrusted her possessions to the Lord. I believe that the same thing happens in your life and my life when we honor the Lord with our possessions and trust Him with them. I want to encourage you. If the Lord is using this ministry to bless you and feed you, honor him with your possessions through it, I'm confident that you're gonna receive a supernatural blessing back. Here's how you can partner with us right now. Just go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give us a call. The number to dial is 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. You can also text us your gift by typing the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. And you can give a gift of any amount when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And when you write, be sure to let us know how we can be praying for you and your family. When you support Discovering the Jewish Jesus, you're becoming a partner with God in building His kingdom. And to show our appreciation for your monthly donations or your gifts of support, we'll send you an audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's latest message of the month that's also available as an instant download, along with our most recent newsletter. And for those of you who are new monthly partners with this ministry, we'll also send you an authentic shofar that's been handcrafted in Israel. Once again, you'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing from Rabbi Schneider. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Panavelecha, Vihune, 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. If you'd like more information about Discovering the Jewish Jesus, visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You'll find our broadcast schedule, teaching notes, and so much more. I'm Dustin Roberts, and on behalf of all of us here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, thank you for joining us today. Be sure to come back next time when Rabbi Schneider shares more insightful teachings connecting the Old and New Testament.